Out of Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show, Minisode, with our featured guest today, Mr. Paul Amaral. He is author of a book called The Man Who Sent the SOS, a memoir of reincarnation and the Titanic. Paul's also a Hollywood producer. We can learn more about him by going to his website at themanwhosentthesos.com. Mr. Amaral, welcome to the program. Thank you for being with us today. Hey, I'm happy to be here, Ryan. Excellent. So, you have a past life recognition or memory of being on the Titanic, and if so, what was it like? Uh, the Titanic, well, it was very structured. You know, I have to say, uh, everyone had a job to do. People weren't super friendly. Um, you know, it was kind of like a machine where everyone was just getting used to each other. So it wasn't um, the guy whose memories I have was it wasn't his favorite assignment, put it that way. <laughs> but uh, but there was like a military precision about working on the ship and that I'm not sure people appreciate. And do you actually re recall and remember how you died? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I did discover this. I, I kind of shied away from it a little bit when I was going through this process. But um, he, uh, the gentleman whose memories I believe I possess, was the chief Marconi officer. He was the guy who sent the SOS, basically. And he, uh, when it became water was kind of pouring down the hallway outside the room where he worked, he pretty much, you know, ran for his life and found he couldn't get off the ship because water was everywhere and there was you know he couldn't go back and and it was very steep so he climbed on the roof of the officer's quarters which is where his office was and then from there tried to make his way back to the ship and then um the ship kind of made a sudden plunge he went down and swam away because he was terrified that he, the ship was going to roll over on him um and and he you know he basically you know was away from people freezing tired and um you know hypothermia got him oh, wow so, so it was um it was weird to see put it that way wow and do you when you have these past life memories do you actually recall the moment when the soul left the body that you have that moment or feeling when the moment the soul left the body and then going into the uh, the afterlife you know what i actually didn't experience that like I think I kind of left the regression. The 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 only time I saw his face was when he passed, and I think I, uh, well. And actually, here's a weird thing. I have a weird theory that with regards to him, he kind of stayed with his body uh, for longer than most, um, you know. And so I saw him floating in the sea, and what was weird is his head like fell down. And the life jacket he had rose up, so they kind of looked like wings on his back. And, um, you know, I saw that during a regression and then later discovered that that, in fact, was how those all those bodies were, that they called them seagulls because they looked like birds, you know, because the heads had fallen in and the, you know, the life jackets had rose up. So they looked like wings when the rescuers were coming to retrieve the bodies um, but so no, long sorry, long answer to the question. I didn't actually experience that then. Did you did you, have you always had this past life feeling or knowing that you were on the Titanic, or is this something that kind of came into your life as a discovery later on? Did you find that early? In your it, life? it actually, yeah, no, it came um, when I was doing TV work. I went and had a past life regression, which my boss had made me do. We were studying 
you know, looking into the possibility of doing a story on reincarnation, um, working on a skeptical show, actually, called Put to the Test. And, you know, so we wanted to see if there was anything to this whole past life regression thing. And someone I knew offered to give me a free reading. So I, I went in kind of, you know, not thinking anything special was going to happen. And then I saw an image of the sinking Titanic uh, from water level, and it really freaked me out. And, you know, it made me want to explore more. So when I finally got the courage up, I, I did a bunch more regressions. And then, you know, a lot of the details of this guy's life came out. Um, That's pretty amazing. So. And have you ever connected with his family about that? And have you ever felt a kinship to his family? Um, no, no, I haven't because from what I understand, his um, it was kind of a sad story. Uh his, uh, he had two sisters, neither of whom married, and he was the only male child, and he died at 24. Uh, sorry, he died at 25, just having just turned 25. His last birthday was celebrated on the Titanic. But his sisters died without getting married or having kids. Um, apparently, they were distant cousins, one of whom recently passed. Um, but I, I never, I guess I didn't really, uh, I felt I had seen enough, you know, like I saw enough by researching to discover whether or not what I was seeing was actually true. And then at that point, I just kind of was like, well, you know, I know it's true. I, or I believe it's true. So there's really no one around I can verify it with, uh, other than, you know, all the various public places that I look for information to confirm what I saw. Well, I'm wondering if there are other signs and indications that you had this that this happened that you probably weren't aware of. Like, I was wondering if early in your life when you saw an iceberg, you're like, you know, I don't know what it is about icebergs, but they really piss me <laughs> off. Ah! And then now yeah. it's like, now it's like, wait a second. Whoa, yeah. Now it does. Yeah, 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 yeah no. <laughs> well, there was, what, there was one big thing, and this and this actually played into what I saw in the shit. Um, I glossed over a little bit in talking about his passing, but he, you know, he submerged with the ship when it went down. When he came back up, he found himself very close to like the hull again, and he didn't realize the ship had split on the on the surface. So it terrified him, and that image of him just coming up and seeing this wall, black wall of steel hanging over him, really upset him. And it was only when, uh, and for me, how that played in is I was terrified of being under skyscrapers. Like, I couldn't look up at a building. I would have to look down or look at my feet as I walked in because I just, it really creeped me out. It really oogged me out. And then when I saw that, I was like, oh, okay, that explains it. And then it actually got rid of that fear going through that. So that that was one example uh, of how his life negatively affected me. But um, When you think about some of the decisions that the person that you were on the Titanic had have you utilized some of those lessons and made opposite decisions in your life have you thought about what this person was doing on the boat on the ship yeah. and what it was definitely and now you actively making different decisions based on that past life yes well first of all i don't intend to go on a cruise anytime soon <laughs> uh but yes no sorry uh yeah no i i think i do the real thing that was going on with him when he died when he passed he, he had a bunch of regrets and so much of what I saw was about that life, you know, that he had had an argument with his family. They were trying to force him to get married and, you know, arrange a marriage that would that they wanted and he didn't. And he really wanted to see the world and he wanted to do stuff. So they had a big fight before he left. So in this life, what I have done is just 
really tried to keep in touch when my mom was alive. You know, it's like you call every week. You know, you never want to leave a loved one thinking that you don't love them. And I have experienced that fully. And the other thing, too, is I think that he really wanted to come to America and explore. There were places he read about and wanted to go. So, and in his life, he saw a lot of Europe. He saw, you know, parts of Africa and, and different, you know, different places in the Middle East. And, you know, so I, I don't have such an interest in seeing them, but I do have an interest in American places. And I've pretty much explored, I don't know, maybe 80% of the country. That's awesome. So, that's really awesome. Now, yeah, so. Oh, sorry, because you've been on that set, Titanic, in the past life, and you know what it's like for a sinking ship, you know, when a ship goes down. Have mm-hmm. you ever taken that knowledge and information and applied it towards projects that you're working on and saying, listen, I'm on this project, this film or TV project, and you have all indications of, wait a second, this is not going well. And people are like, well, how do you know? I'm like, well, listen, <laughs> I, I was on the Titanic, okay? I, I know when a ship's about to go down. <laughs> and then you look at the America, you look at certain, certain countries, and you ever get the sense, like, no, this is not going well. I mean, that insight that you have, have you applied them to apply that to other things and know when doom is pending? Well, I guess, you know, that's a good question. I don't, I don't 100% know. I mean, I do, I, I guess I do have that sense of always kind of looking around. I mean, you know, and part of it, too, is that in my TV work, I've done a lot of, um, you know, I get to spend time going behind the scenes with the Secret Service. So I know how they think. And, you know, you're always looking for something to happen, and they sort of trained me to do that, too. You know, always sit, make sure you're never with your back to the door if you're in a public place. You know, always, you know, so I I can't say that it necessarily comes from that experience, but I do know that, you know, that I am aware of stuff. And, and uh, you know, yeah, things certain things upset me, and I do get creeped out and, you know, in certain cases, I in this life, I actually get terribly seasick, which is probably almost a reaction to, you know, to make sure that I really don't go on the ocean. You know, like I can be in a fast boat, like to Catalina, but it, just laying there with the waves, I can't, you know, I just get physically, physically ill. Wow. Um, so, so yeah, I, so I think that might be my body is telling me, yeah, you really don't belong in the deep ocean. <laughs> No, when it comes to past life, I've got past life readings done, but I, I come to this, I don't know, conclusion or, or a thought process that if we are living in a timeless, so we're living in a reality where time is relevant, and then we go to a place yeah. where it is timeless, why can't we have regressions that are going to predict the future? And I've actually tried to find out where my future lifetimes are. Have you ever done that before? Have you ever tried to yeah. explore and find out where you where you might take place and evolve in the future? No, no, actually, I haven't. I mean, I, I'm interested, too, because I actually believe that that's true. I, I feel uh, many times when I'm doing that, when I was doing these regressions and connecting to his life, it, it I felt it, it was very, the experience is very much very immersive. You know, it's like, it's so detailed. It's so realistic. I, I don't believe I'm looking at an old movie that happened. Like, I feel like I'm there and it's happening now. So I, I am a firm believer that all time is simultaneous. But I guess maybe I haven't had the courage to want to look forward yet. Um, but it's, it's, I'd, I'd like to. I mean, I, I haven't, uh, you know, I, I just haven't maybe turned in that direction yet. Excellent. Mr. Paul Amaroth. 
the author of the great new book called The Man Who Sent the SOS, A Memoir of Reincarnation and the Titanic. I want to thank you so much for being with us today. To learn more about Paul, you can learn more about him by going to his website at themanwhosentthesos.com. Actually, you know what, Paul? I'm sorry. I'm going to do that again. I add the oh, no worries. And, sorry, add three, two, one. Mr. Paul Amaral. I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Again, Paul is author of a phenomenal book called The Man Who Sent the SOS, a memoir of reincarnation and the Titanic. We can learn more about Paul by going to his website at themanwhosentthesos.com. Mr. Amaral, thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. That is fascinating. You got a great background. I, I hope um, I hope you do more. Yeah, I hope time. I hope it turned out okay. You That's have great. To forgive me because I because <laughs> I at being at work having all these crime stories that we're in the middle of writing. I feel <laughs> I felt a little distracted, but oh. hopefully hopefully I communicated. You did great. I looked at your background. My my okay. my PR partner and I. He's from Core TV, so. Um, oh, cool. Jane Velez Mitchell is a very good friend of mine, and a lot of these people that work with oh, him, yeah. Jody Aries. So I, I look at your background. That's pretty amazing, the stuff, that, the things that you've done. So do, are you, what uh, projects well, are you currently working on? Well, you know, the network hasn't announced it. It's kind of a – I'm not really supposed to talk about it. But it's an oxygen show. Okay. And, uh, you know, they're going all crime now. They're kind of trying to replace or at least compete with ID. So we have a new themed show. We're doing eight hours, and um, we're just in the place where we're IDing and making sure we have our stories to go. And in a couple of weeks, we're going to start shooting. Well, so I know it's curious. Are you looking for for, for forensics? Um, like, I have clinical. I work with clinical psychology. I, mean, I could talk to Stacy about this if you like. But I, I, I work oh, with lawyers. All right, yeah. Well, you know, I would I would love the reference. I mean, we we're not like that. They haven't decided yet if we're going to have like experts that are generalists. I mean, a lot of the people that we're talking to are the actual investigators on the case, but there's wiggle room. So I I always love to have people you know know certain experts that are really sure. good speaking who can deal with A or Z. Uh, do you want? To, I'd love to. Uh, you know, uh, I can email you, send you my uh, contact information, sure. and if you have anyone to send my way, I would, I would really appreciate. I'd it. love to do it, and also, um, I could do that. And is it is your contact information right on your website? Uh, let's see. Yeah, you can go through there, or it's paulamaralt at yahoo dot com. Like my name, no spaces at yahoo. That just that comes to my phone. The other one, the other one does forward too. So either way is fine. Perfect. All right, Paul, that was great, and we're going to air this uh, as soon as possible. So I appreciate your time. And oh, great! Yeah, up. please, please let me let me know. And if there's, um, you know, I would certainly promote it on the site and also my Facebook page. And you know, if I, you know, I don't know, I don't know what that will bring to the table, but I think there are. Oh, it's interesting. Who, it was interesting. You know, you're well spoken for, sir. Thank you so much, and have a great okay. Thanksgiving. All right. Well, thanks so much. You have a really great evening. You too. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. And that concludes today's mini-sode version of the Outer Limits of Inner Truth Radio Show. Special thanks to Mr. Paul Amaral. Special thanks, as always, to Carrie, Lisa, and Constance. To learn more about the show, please go to our website at outerlimitsradio.com. So next time we meet, my friends, wishing upon you an abundance of peace, love, and beers. <laughs>